Matthew chapter 6, verses 20, or verse 28 through the end, is a part of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is preaching. We, we read a whole sermon that he preached. It's amazing. But starting with verse 28, it says, Why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Verse 33. But seek first His kingdom, and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This last week, a number of things happened on the, on the national and world stage, which always, for me, spurs on a lot of conversations. I get into conversations with people, and, I, and we you know, talk about different things, and, and people say things, and I, I hear them say it, and then I say things. You know, we get into these conversations, and then in the midst of it, God starts speaking to my heart. And one of the things that happened this week is we got our, uh, we got our insurance uh, quote for next year. How many of you got your insurance quote for next year already? A number. If you haven't, you will. <laughs> Going down, yeah. Yeah, there's a faith man right there. He, she, he doesn't do the bills. <laughs> exactly. The reality is stuff looks more expensive. You know, people are making decisions outside of our out of outside of our ability to deal with it on a day-to-day and that is affecting our bottom line. And as it affects our bottom line, we have opportunity to believe will God take care of us or won't he? No matter what happens in this world, will God take care of us or won't he? Because why? Because he's the king. And he's made a covenant with us. He's made a, he's, he chose to make a deal with us that if we give him everything that we are, he'll give everything that he is. And as we live that way, as we live in that agreement, the ushers are coming around handing out uh, sheets of paper. You're going to want to take these. Take these for notes. If you don't have a pen, borrow one. And they do have some. The ushers have some. So wave your hand and say, I need a pen. If you need one, everybody needs one of these pieces of paper. So everybody should have one because you're going to need it towards the end of the message this morning. But we're living in a time where we're being tested. Do you believe that God is who he says he is? And, how, and do we believe that he'll do what he said he'll do, no matter what the circumstances look like? Well, part of the deal, why people fret and, and, and fear and get into turmoil, is because they have their perspective wrong. 
This morning is all about perspective. Years ago I heard, uh, I believe it was Pastor Dan, that was the first time I'd ever heard it. You probably heard it from either him or from someone else. Um, <clears throat> that says, that was the, the, the statement or the, the, the idea that what is the most important thing in the world? You haven't heard that. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm preaching that this morning. <laughs> what is the most important thing in the world? Me. Me. Who said that? <laughs> Boy, I'm really glad I'm going to preach that this morning. So, good morning. This is a sermon on perspective. It's reading from Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well the most important thing the number one important thing in this world is his kingdom it's his kingdom it's him and it's his kingdom most of the reason Almost all. I would say, I would, I would even be you know, crazy enough and brave enough to say that the reason we have the most problem, the strife, the, the, uh, the anxiety, the, the fear, the, the, the trembling, all of those things in our life is because we don't uh, actively believe and put Him as number one. We put other things there. And there's all kinds of other things that are clamoring for that number one position. All kinds of things. All kinds of important things, actually. The most important thing in your life should be His kingdom. Him and His kingdom. God and His kingdom. That is the most important. Right there, Jesus said it. Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things will be added on to you. And he says, he says, don't run around wondering, what, you, what am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? What am I gonna, who's going to take care of me? Because if you put his kingdom first, you'll have the right perspective first, and all these things will be added on to you. Now, here's a test. So, first thing, most important thing is God and his kingdom. What is the second most important thing in the whole world? Pardon? To love, others. to love others. Who specifically? Anyone specifically? Your neighbor? So who's your closest neighbor? Who said that? Brave. Luann, he said wife. He was the first one to say wife. Right there. I just want you to know it. Right there. We are giving credit where credit is due. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5 beginning with verse 22. And I love this verse. It's one of my favorite verses. It's not my most favorite verse, but it's one of them. Ephesians 5, 22. Deb, you want to read that for us? <laughs> Wives, submit to your husbands as the Lord, as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to your husbands in everything. That right there is the, is the essence of all love right there. <laughs> wives submitting to your husbands. 
No, because it goes on here. Verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church and gave Himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the Word, and to present her to Himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it, just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. Jesus said, the number one commandment of all things is to love God. That is the number one commandment. Number two is love your neighbor. Who's your closest neighbor? Your spouse. That's the person you wake up next to every day. Or that's the person you should, you're, that you're dealing with every day. That's the person who should receive the most uh, expression of your love that you have uh, towards human beings. Most of the time it's not. That's the sad part. Why? Because, well, we get used to it. We take it for granted. We take our spouse for granted. We, we, we end up showing other people kindness and, and love and, and all those kinds of things. But then our spouse, I'm, that's the way I treat I'm not saying that's the way she treats me. But we do that, don't we? Being honest, so we, you know, we're, just, we're human beings, and, and that's the closest person to us. Who, who is, has the most opportunity to hurt us? The person closest to us. And who do we usually hurt the most? It's the person who's closest to us. Why? Because, hey, you've got to live with me. You've got to deal with me. Well, the problem is she doesn't got to. Doesn't have to. But we take that for granted. We take it for... We, we, that's the person that we should be spending a huge amount of time Showing the love of Christ. A huge amount of time. What's the third most important? You see the track I'm headed down here? Children. They're the next group of people that should be in line for our love, our our time, our effort, our, our best foot forward. Serving, honoring, training, loving, loving our, our children. You can see in the notes there I've got five lines. That should be God taught the top one, spouse in the second, children in the third. Real easy notes this week. Perspective. God, wife, children. See, children here is a good one to throw in, you know, to, to talk about and to, to make this point. When things get out of perspective, life gets out of perspective. Life gets out of whack. If and many times it's, it's possible that, that a couple, a family, will, will, will spend so much time on their children, they don't spend enough time on their own relationship. And when you take any of these things out of order, when you, when you start putting too much emphasis on one over the other, the, uh, everything suffers. If I spend too much time with my children, too, not so much time with my children, but too much time and emphasis trying, you know, that's, that's the key, that's the focus of what I'm doing with my life, and I, and I neglect my wife, my relationship with my wife, everything's going to suffer. It's going to be out of whack. We need to have it in the right perspective. Many times children can get put before God. 
how can children get put before God? Well, we have to make a major decision in our life. How is this going to affect the children? That's the first question we ask, rather than how, what is God's plan for our lives? Oh, I sh- oh, that's right. I was going to preface this whole thing. I wasn't, this is not, I'm not thinking of any of you in particular. So if you're thinking, oh, great, he's trying to tell me this. No, I'm not. I know because I'm really preaching to myself. All right, just so you know, I'm preaching to myself. And if it fits you, good. I'm not thinking of anybody in particular, but I'm thinking of all of you in general. Because we're all, we're all walking this. And we all have an opportunity to, to make something else in the wrong place, to put something else in the wrong place. And we do. We make decisions. We even make decisions about our marriage second to what we do with the children. Or some of the other things we're going to get to here real quick. When we have them in the wrong order, everything suffers. When we have everything, well, I won't go there yet. Number four. What's number four? Anybody remember? Anybody? I love that you said church. That's very nice. But I'm going I'm to say it a little differently. <laughs> I love you, man. For those of you who didn't hear, he says, the pastor. Yes, yes, it is. I would put three headings there, actually. Just for this, And I'm not, I can't pull anything out of Scripture that says this is, you know. But I'm going to put in there, actually, work, school, church, all that, all these functions that we go to. Church is really a function of the kingdom. It's not the kingdom. Coming to church on Sunday morning is not, hey, I've, I've attributed to the kingdom. No, this is the kind of stuff we do that fits into everything else. You know, you can you could go fishing next weekend instead of coming to church and you still have your perspectives right. I know that for sure. I know that anybody who goes fishing next week instead of coming to church will have their perspectives fully in order. Where am I going to be next week? with my family and my spouse. Well, she won't be fishing with us. Just... It was so cute. I got to tell you this story. We first get married. We get married the very first year. The next spring is, is fishing season. I go down to buy a fishing license and, and, I, and I was buying the fishing. And we do everything together that first year. Everything. We even go to Fleet Farm together. And we're, we're at Fleet Farm. And I said, I got to get a fishing license. He goes, oh, get me one. And I just went, my heart leapt within me. That my wife wanted to get a fishing license with me. It's like, oh man, I hit the jackpot. She wants to fish with me. Glory to God. This is amazing. So I buy her a fishing license. And we get up north and we get in the boat. I bring a fishing pole and, and we get in the boat. And she goes, what's the fishing pole for? I said, well, you're going to fish, right? And she goes, well, no, I'm going to read a book. I don't like to fish. I said, well, why did I buy you a fishing license? She goes, well, I thought you had to have a fishing license to get in the boat. (laughs) So for 25 years, we've saved that expense off of our uh, ledger sheet. I could have, we could have caught twice as many fish. Perspective. Work, school, 
you know, stuff, the, 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 the things that are important. It's, it's important to go to work. I, the way I actually first ever heard this was God, fam, you know, a wife, children, church, then everything else. No, I, I guess I'm going to be realistic about this. Church is important. But if you don't go to work, children, if you don't go to school, if you don't do well in school, <laughs> amen, glory, glory. <laughs> if we don't do these, those things are important, and church is important. But you know, you can miss church to still be a Christian. You can't quit coming to church forever, you know, and then I will doubt, you know, you're, you're gonna, you need those things. Just like you need to go to work. Let's put them in the right perspective. Churches, you know, you can be doing kingdom work the whole time you're at work, that you're at school, that you're at church. That's what we've been talking about this whole week. It isn't about this right now. What we're doing right now, folks, is kingdom business, and that's the most important thing you can do. No. You can go to work tomorrow morning, and you can be doing kingdom business and affecting the kingdom of God as, if not more powerfully than coming here on a Sunday morning. We need to. We need to have these things in the right perspective. But if we put any of these things in the wrong place, if we put any of them in the wrong order, if we make church more important than family, we have problems. If we put school or work, and that's, see, that's one of those things that, that we struggle with as, as, as people, and men especially struggle with that, is I have to work. I have to work, and, and I need to spend so much time at work, and my wife just has to understand that I, because I work so much, that's how I show her that I love her. No, we need to ask her, how do, I, <laughs> how do you need to be shown that you love me, or that I love you? She'll tell you guys, you know that. Wives, same way. We get these things out of order. Seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things will be added on to you. God, spouse, children, uh, all the stuff, school. School is important. And, and exhibiting the kingdom of God in school. You can do that, guys. You can do that, students. You can live for God in that place. Be a, a, a light in that place. In that situation you're in. And, and that school is training you for when you get to work. To be a light when you get to work. It's training you in that situation. You have the same pressures in school as we have in the workplaces. Adults. I want the students to look around the room. Adults, when you go to work, is there peer pressure? Absolutely. Do you have moral dilemmas that you have to make decisions on? Absolutely. Do you have opportunities to cheat? Absolutely. Do you, I mean, you can, it, it, school and work is no different. It's, it's preparing you to walk in that part of your life and teaching you how to read, write, and do all the other good stuff. We need to have these things in perspective. Work and school, all those things are important. If we don't do them, parts of our life will be missing. Do you know that this church is not the most important church on earth? Now you think, well, wait a second, Pastor John. You're the pastor, so you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot, aren't you? No. 
It's about the kingdom. That's the problem with most people's kingdom thinking, is they're thinking our kingdom, my kingdom. When in reality, it's about his kingdom. And how do we advance his kingdom? And his kingdom doesn't always take the form of my kingdom. Do you know how the best way to advance your kingdom, because you do have a kingdom, by the way. You do have a kingdom. Do you know how the best way to advance your kingdom? By advancing his. By advancing someone else. By his or his as a whole or someone else's. Long time ago, years and years and years ago, we were in prayer. The Lord was, you know, we were doing some different things, and, and the Lord had been speaking to my heart about being a part of Vision Europe. Remember Vision Europe? We, we've done some things with Vision. We've taken mission trips with them. We've, we've given towards that ministry. We've spent time and effort and money to do that. And in many ways, when you look at, at everything that we did with Vision Europe, or everything that we've done in Europe, because you look at missions, the idea of missions, and you look at it and go, you know, okay, well, we're, we're sending all this money. We're spending all this time. We're doing all these things to, to people that we don't see on a daily basis. How does that benefit us? But I was in prayer one day, and I, was just, I wasn't even asking that question. But I was just seeking the Lord, and the Lord spoke to my heart, and He said, the, the, the amount or the, the measure that you uh, pour yourself and pour the church's ability or the church's uh, uh, resources into Europe is how much this church will be blessed. By sowing seed into somebody else that cannot necessarily repay you directly, the more you sow into something else, the more your ministry, your, your desires, your heart is going to be forwarded. By doing that, by, by helping someone else, that's how your kingdom, how your life is going to be blessed. Living outside of yourself. The problem with most people, and I won't even say Americans only because I've traveled enough to know that there's the same, same feelings, the same attitude in other parts of the world as it is here, that we get too inclusive or exclusive. But it's not inclusive. It's too ingrown, in, inbred. <laughs> That's a visual we didn't really need, but yeah, okay. We get to us for and no more that we lose our perspective on kingdom. Why, do we, why are we helping churches up and down the St. Croix River? You know, right now it's two, but I, I know there's going to be more. There will be more churches. We will be starting more churches, helping other churches along the way. Why do we spend time doing that? Why do we spend resources doing that? Why have I been going up there every other week for the last couple of months? I mean, I know it takes away from what's happening here. It's, you know, it has the opportunity to. I don't believe it has to. Because I've been hearing reports about some of the, the people who've been coming up and sharing when the weeks I'm not here. People are blessed by them. It's important to hear what God, from, from people within. There are people with gifts and talents. It's increasing God, what God's doing here by getting other people in this pulpit and preaching. But as we do this, as we spend time on other people, God is going to bless us. And He is blessing us. We have to be think bigger. We have to think outside of my four walls. 
Because if all we ever think about is inside my four walls, sooner or later we're going to run out of resources. We will run out. It'll get stagnant. Right now, in many ways, it kind of feels uncomfortable. It kind of feels like, well, what's going to happen next? I don't know. But I'm really excited. Because it's good. The more you stir the pot, the more the flavor mixes. The more you, the more you get things going, it, 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 other people, did you know that, that John Logan or Jason Justin or, or some of these other folks who have preached, did you know they could talk like that? Did you know they had that in them? God knows. God knows what's inside of you. He wants to use you. He wants to stir that pot and, and get it so that it's not just, you know, one voice all the time. And sometimes we do things that seems like, well, wait a second. Why would we do that? Why would we, why would we sow that? Some, some things are, seem, are, many times are more, more important to us than others. It's because when we sow our best, we reap the best. Amen? Amen. I have an announcement to make. I'm ex- I am so excited about this. I mean, I'm pumped about this. This is, I believe this is so God. It is so cool. You're going to nix this first part out of the recording just because I want to put it in the right perspective. You're, you're amazing with that. It'll just put, put, in, put in this spot right here. It goes, intermission. For you Monty Python fans, that was the... Two, three, three weeks ago, the worship team quit. The whole worship team quit up at St. Croix Falls. We walked into the pastor's office and said, Hey, we're quitting. Just let you know. <laughs> you know some of you look very shocked. <laughs> yeah, Pastor Jonah calls up and goes, Hey, guess how, how's your day been today? And I said, Oh, it's been really good. I said, well, How's yours been? Well, it's been pretty interesting. Whole worship team quit today. Huh, okay. So I began to pray about it. Lord, how do we help? How do we, how do we help them? How do we do this? How, how do we be? I mean, you know, it's St. Croix Falls. I mean, they are about what? Not even a tenth of a mile from Nord to eight. You could throw a rock to Nord to eight. You could. How do we help? How do we, how do we help them? Well, I was praying about it, and all of a sudden I had this really crazy idea. And then I talked to, first I talked to Pastor Jonah, and he was like, oh, I like that idea a lot. I thought, I thought you would. And then I talked to the next person who needed to be talked to, and that person said, well, let me pray about it. Yeah, I think I'm okay with this. And I talked to the next person who I needed to talk to, and they said, wow, I like that idea. And then I talked to the person I needed, you know, ultimately needed to, and I said, they said, I need to pray about this and talk to some folks. And they prayed about it and said, yeah, I think this is God. So starting next week, just to let you know it's next week, Tom Grant Eben is going to start going up there and leading worship on Sundays. Now when I thought about that, you, know, you might think, okay, well, isn't that kind of a bummer that, that they all left? Well, People make choices. People do stuff. People, people do stuff. Because, because they're people. 
We all know that. But when I heard that, my, in, 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 as I prayed about it, I thought, what better than to raise that bar, than to help them, to give one of our best to that ministry. Man, it's going to be a blessing to that ministry. Blessing to that ministry. And it's going to be a blessing to him. He's going to, he's going to learn some stuff. I mean, we need to pray for him. <laughs> he's going to learn some stuff over the next nine months. That'll even curl more his hair. <laughs> but you might think, well, wait a second. We need him here, and we do. I mean, he is. He's a vital part of this ministry. A pi- vital part. But if we're too afraid of what it'll, how it'll affect us, we'll never get outside of ourselves. We'll never go beyond. And I, and, and I believe this can be a lesson to us in our own, you know, backing all the way up. When we deal with God... When we're putting God first, He may ask us to do some things that we have to put everything in order and say, God, I'm going to serve you first no matter what. And then He'll give you the ability to talk to your spouse and to get them on board, to say, this is the right thing to do. What do you think? And then God will speak to their heart. When God speaks to their heart, you can move forward. And your children... I mean, if God wants you to do a specific thing, but, you know, how is it going to affect your children and you make the decision how it's going to affect your children more than how it's going to affect the kingdom of God, you're out of perspective. I know that's, that's tough. I, I, was, I, thought, I actually thought I would say we should put on our steel-toed boots in the morning, but then everybody would be defensive and you wouldn't hear what I said up to this point. But if we do things... If they're out of perspective, if we make decisions, I mean, if I've made decisions on how, what I really think, then Tom would never leave. Because he's an amazing musician. And then those of you who were here the, the weeks that I was gone and the Jamie were gone, you know he's an amazing worship leader. That was uh, what, I guess you've been leading worship for a little bit with, for the school and things like that. So he's had some experience, but I mean, I, I had never seen him lead worship before. The whole time I'm thinking, my goodness, what a blessing. What a gift. But when there was a, when there was a, a solution to the, to the major problem needed, the sin problem on the earth, God gave his best. God gave his only begotten son. Many times, too many times in the kingdom of God, people hold back and say, well, but how's that going to affect us? Oh, wait a second, wait a second, what about our kingdom? They don't say that because that would sound really bad, but that's what we're saying. What about our kingdom? And then line number five is just everything else. There's all kinds of things in this world. Fishing. Fishing is one of them. How important is fishing? I mean, really, on a scale of one to five, how important is fishing? Five. Good answer. Thank you. Just wanted to see if we were following along here. But if we allow God to use any one of these areas and we put it into his hands and we do it for the right reasons, it'll bless all of it. Because when I go fishing with my family next week, it's going to bless my family. Because we're going to spend time together. We're going to fellow, we're going to be together. And anytime I know, guys, because I know, I mean, I'm smart enough, I've done this long enough, that if I bless my family, this relationship's going to benefit. 
And anytime this relationship benefits, glory to God. Everything's in the right perspective. But we have to have God first. You know, I've, I've, I've known and heard of too many ministers that say, wait a second, I have to be, for, I have to be at the church. I, ha- I personally, that's what God has placed me there. And if I'm not there, it's not going to go right. And, sorry. We're really not that important, you know that? I know I'm not that important. It's about Him. It's about His kingdom and His righteousness. And when we seek those things first, look what God does. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we saw Tom in one year, watch for one year from now, what this worship team looks like. It's going to be amazing. We sow musicians, we reap. It's a kingdom principle. What you sow, you reap. You sow time, you'll reap other people sowing into your life. You sow into somebody else's life. What's the best way to solve your problem? Solve somebody else's problem. You help them. You help somebody else. You sow your time, your effort, your, your resources into somebody else's problem. God will make sure your problem gets taken care of. It's the way it works. You will reap what you sow. What's the bottom five lines for? The bottom five lines on this page have little lines behind it. Yeah, I can hear some, oh no. What I want you to start out doing is, what do you spend most of your time on? What do you spend most of your time on? What do you spend, what what do you give the number one position to? Be honest, it's not going to be received. You do not have to put your names on it. You can shred them afterwards. But I wanted you to at least have something in your hand where you had to actually make a physical effort to get through and to write it down. Because I want us to understand where, what is our perspective? Is our perspective in the right order? Is God number one in my life? Does He get to make the decisions? Is He Lord? Music was beautiful this morning. Lord, He gets to be Lord of our lives, which means if He says go, we go. If He says stay, we stay. If He says do, we do. And we don't get to go where we want to go when we want to go. Not all the time. But the more we line up our will with His, the more we'll do what He tells us to do when He tells us to do it. Is our, is our marriage the second most important thing on that list our relationship with our spouse ask your spouse they'll tell you you may want to be in a closed quiet room (laughs) away from sharp objects you don't want to be in public or you want to be in public that way they can't over it no Are your kids third? Are you, is the rest of your family third? Watch them for a while. You'll find out. Stuff. Next. Perspective. 
we get our perspective in order and our lives get better. It does. It does. And even, in, even when there's disagreements, and Deb and I don't always agree. We, don't, we most of the time don't agree. Because we have two different ways of looking at life. But when we submit it unto God and when we, we, we listen to each other and we listen to God and we make the right decision based on His will, it works. It works. She's there to protect me. I'm there to motivate her and get her to have fun. And she keeps protecting me. Because I do really crazy stuff most of the time. Balance. Perspective. Right order. Right level of importance. Kids, youth, start doing it now. Start doing it now. Live your, make, the, make your choices based on this order and then get, having things in the right perspective now. Because if you do it now, you don't have to mess up the rest of your life and then have to fix it later. Until you get a spouse. And you're going to really have to work on it for a while. Long while. But do, put things in order now. Make choices now. God, what do you want me to do? I don't really want to do that. Lord, help me. Help me. Change me. You help me get there, Lord. Yeah, because once you add a spouse to that, it gets more complicated. And then you add children, it's even more complicated. Do now. Make choices now. Get things in the right order now. And as you do that, then everything will have the right foundation and the right next level and the right next level. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be better. Let's stand. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Hallelujah. Lord, Your perspective, Your order, Lord, lead us, guide us, show us how to do this. Help us put this in the right order. Help us, Lord, help us to make you Lord of our life. To really make you Lord of our life. And help us to live in such a way that things are in order. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week. Whoop, Pastor Greg's coming up. Yes! Yes, I'm so sorry. Hona Brinks, did you have something special you wanted to announce? <laughs> Instant family, just add air transportation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we pray for the Honerbrinks right now, Lord. We bless them in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for the gifts that they have received and how they have... Hallelujah. Children's music just comes out of nowhere. Glory to God. Thank you for them, Lord. We pray that you'll bless their family, bless the kids, Lord, and it's just going to be an easy, great transition. And Lord, we thank you for them, Lord, in, in, our, in our new family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.